Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What is up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan. And today we are here with Christian Espinosa, the CEO of Alpine Security, and he's also the author of The Smartest Person in the Room which I thought was really a funny title. And I just have to kind of share a joke here with all of you. This is the first time in forever that I've had to restart the intro. So curse you pneumonia, first off, but I'm excited to, to be here with everybody, um, and especially here with Christian today to really talk about taking, I, I would say, honestly, the topic is about taking a boring industry where people devalue your soft skills and then flipping it on its head. So Christian, first off, say what's up to everybody and we'll delve in. Hey, everyone. Uh, thanks for the intro, Josh. Uh, I'm glad you're recovering from your pneumonia. <laughs> Sounds like you're almost over it. <laughs> <laughs> trying to. And I debated about just continuing on, but I'm, I'm going to hack out a long while we're <laughs> so. Well, Christian, you know, we, we had a good conversation before this interview, and I, and I want to delve into a couple specific topics with you. You know, we, we initially thought about going into the cybersecurity side, but I really feel like your true area of expertise is helping shift industries, right? And you're, you're talking about taking an industry that's very hard to work with because mm -hmm. they, they only value the hard skills. And you're saying, hey, let's let's flip it on its head and work with the soft skills. So walk us through a little bit of, of what you're teaching in the smartest person in the room. In my industry and in any technical industry, as you mentioned, Josh, there's a, a valuation of technical skills at the cost of soft skills. It's almost like there's this belief that if you have a, a high IQ, you can't have a high EQ. It's like they're mutually exclusive, this belief. So when I had my business, uh, I have a, I had owned a cybersecurity business. I just sold it in December. I ran into a lot of issues and necessity drove me to address some of these issues because I funded the business. I founded the business. So I had to fix stuff. I'd like go bankrupt, basically. So there's a, you know, the necessity there. So I, I, I spent about five years really fixing and, and resolving some of the issues with my team's um, EQ skills. And ultimately uh, I culminated that into seven steps, which I have in the book. Uh, and, I, and I put those steps in order. I call it the secure methodology because a lot of the issues in my industry and I think in just in humans in general stem from insecurities. So the concept is if you apply these seven steps you'll become more secure with yourself and if your inner world is more secure, then the outer world can be more secure as well, because you're not going to be posturing and intellectual bullying and doing all, you know, your ego will be dissolved a little bit. So the seven steps, uh, and these are really like personal development steps. I put these in order. Uh, you, and I, they need to go in order, but you can really look at any of them individually. And I'll just kind of tell you the steps and we can talk more detail if you want. Uh, the first one is awareness. So having self-awareness, awareness of others. Second one is mindset. So I talk about a fixed versus a growth mindset. Uh, the third one is acknowledgement. So you, know, you need to acknowledge yourself before you can acknowledge other people. The fourth one is communication. Uh, in my industry, there's a lot of uh, talking over people's head and I'm a proponent of NLP, uh, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And one of the presuppositions in there is that the meaning of communication is the response you get. So if somebody is not understanding you, it's on you to take ownership and, and, and change your communication style. Uh, the fifth one is uh, monotasking. So monotasking is just doing one thing at a time. It's the 
um, antithesis of multitasking. Uh, and then I've got the sixth step is empathy. So I talk about cognitive versus effective empathy. And then step seven is Kaizen, which is constant and never ending improvement. So that's my secure methodology. And that's what I came up with uh, to address some of the challenges I was facing in my, in my industry. Yeah, I love that. I mean, honestly, I love frameworks first off. So it's cool that you've built this, this framework out to help people with that. Mm -hmm. So, and I want to kind of go back in history a little bit here and, and talk through the why behind this. And I, know I mentioned this to you because I, um, I, I really love going to events, biz, business type events, because the energy level is really high. Yeah. But this last year, right before the shutdowns all happened, I was, I was in Salt Lake, Utah and went to uh, Silicon Slopes. It's a conference that they have there. They brought in Mark Zuckerberg and all this. And what was really intriguing is the energy level was just way down. There wasn't a lot of network. There were no networking opportunities really. <laughs> and, and it was, um, it was just really intriguing because they were all speaking. Like I, I would consider myself a one out of 10 when it comes to tech knowledge, <laughs> maybe a two out of 10. Okay. And they were talking so over my head, the entire conference. And I, I would go to these things thinking it was like a business lesson and it was just tech really hard to understand. Um, and, and it seems like you were talking about that's kind of been your entire career is being in these around these people, even though your technologist far further than mine. Right. But even then they're trying to talk over your head and what you call like intellectual bullying. So I kind of want to address that topic a little bit. How do you feel like that is applied, especially in entrepreneurship? I think it's a, it's a general human condition. Uh, we want to feel significant. Uh, and with highly technical career fields, uh, most people get their significance by being smarter than someone or the smartest person in the room, which is why I wrote, you know, titled the book, the title I titled it. And even with entrepreneurs, like with my own journey, uh, when I first started my business, I thought, you know, I have this all figured out. You know, I'm, I'm pretty smart. I don't need anybody's help. But then what I quickly realized was I didn't have it figured out. So I had to like get over myself and start asking other people for help. Cause I would join like, um, you know, CEO peer groups and entrepreneur peer groups. And I would sit there and, you know, pretend I had it all figured out. Whereas inside I didn't have it figured out. I was really struggling and it took me quite a while to get over myself and start asking for help and being vulnerable. And, 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 I, and I think it's, it's, a, it's a difficult thing for a lot of people to do because you have, but the reality is none of us have it figured out. Everyone is struggling with something. And when you, when you open up and just ask for help or say where you are, uh, it, it, it facilitates connection and facilitates you, you know, getting where you want to go. It's like you open up the possibility to getting help from other people. So yeah, it's, it's extremely important. See, I love that. And and so I, I want to ask you this because, you know, we're talking about potential and, and, and how far you can go. And, you know, yeah. we talked about this in the pre-interview, the rule of ones and threes, right? We get stuck at a hundred thousand, 300,000, a million, 3 million in our businesses. How would you help somebody to break those barriers, the ones and three barriers? To break the one in three barrier, uh, I recommend you you change your strategy or get someone else to help you or look at it. So some of the, the best things I did when I hit those barriers um, was get outside help and outside perspective. It is what I tend to do when I get to those barriers is I tend to try to brute force my way through it. And if you try to brute force your way through it, uh, it's going to be extremely frustrating because you're trying things that you got you there, right? To the one or the three, 
but they're not going to get you beyond that because that's why you're stuck, right? But you keep trying them and trying them and think if I work harder, if I do more of this, or if I do more SEO for my website or whatever, it's going to fix it, but it's not. So you can't solve the problem uh, with the same mindset you have when you, when you, you know, the problem came to you. So that's why the outside help is very important. Uh, and it could even be, uh, you know, going, talking to someone else or even like for me, uh, peer groups are very important. Coaching is very important. I've had a, like a business coach and a life coach for several years now. So hearing the out, outside perspective and identifying those blind spots or talking to someone that's been through what you're going through uh, is what I recommend because you have to change your strategy. And sometimes you don't know how to change the strategy until you talk to somebody else. Yeah. And that's what a good point. I mean, we've, we've found that we've almost always had to hire a coach anytime we get stuck. Mm. And when we got to one of those first barriers and, and the plateaus, I remember, like you said, trying to brute force it. I, that, that's just the natural human, especially if like as men, I think it's kind of like our initial reaction is like, I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out. And I, I'm going to go until I figure it out. But the reality is, like you said, it, it almost takes humbling yourself and saying, who can help me with this problem? Mm-hmm. And, and admitting not even defeat, but admitting you have a weakness that can be fixed by somebody else. <laughs> so, and, and I want to ask you this, especially, you know, you've recently been acquired and everything. What do you feel like drove your company to the point that you that you felt okay selling selling the business, right? Because you've, you, you've, this thing's become your baby. You've grown it really quickly. You've broken many of those barriers, but selling it off to somebody else or getting acquired is kind of the dream for some people and for other people they're like, Oh man, but it's my baby. How did you guys get to that point to where you felt like it was, it was time to be acquired? Uh, for me, the, the, with, with my business, I got to a point where, uh, we were growing organically. Uh, we didn't have any investors. So to grow organically, we had to increase revenue enough and increase profit enough to hire someone else then repeat the cycle over and over and over. And it's like a slow, um, you know, journey up a steep hill basically. So, so I was like getting frustrated with that. So I decided uh, I need to either find a private equity investor, someone to, you know, to get some capital an infusion of capital to help hire people and market or um, look at an acquisition. So I just happened to have an opportunity land um, kind of on my footstep uh, through some mutual connections about the company that acquired us and uh, the culture and their model like aligned perfectly with what you know I wanted to do so it, it seemed like you know if I just surrendered a little bit I uh, you know to the universe it's like I had these messages there like this is the right thing to do at this time so rather than like dismissing those messages I, I listened to them and, and went forward with it love that I absolutely love that and and for you um so it was more of like you said, it was, it was a strategic play to tap into resources and to, mm-hmm. to scale your company. And you know, what's funny is I've been learning this more and more recently is that that's one of the fastest ways to break a plateau. Because some people yeah. are, like you said, they're trying to brute force it, but it's like, well, could you work with somebody else who maybe is an, of equal size, bolt on together and say, okay, let's, let's build this together, right? Let's client share and share resources and share office space in some cases, right? It's, Mm-hmm. It's, it's a cool, cool deal that you just did there. So let me ask you this, a couple of final questions here for you. So Christian, I, I, um, first off, where can people get access to your book? My book is on most uh, common reselling platforms. Like Amazon is the biggest one, obviously. Barnes and Noble, 
Um, so Amazon's the best place though. Love it. Well, so make sure you go check it out. So the book is the smartest person in the room. I almost said in the world, but in the <laughs> <laughs> that'll be the sequel <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll be the sequel <laughs> interview billionaires and be like which one of you thinks you're the smartest one in the world i think that'd be kind of funny i think it'd be a funny conversation there's some free content for you right content ideas so make sure you go check that out everybody and then as well um you're you're talking about launching an entire program around helping people with this is that correct correct mm-hmm. launching a program about my secure methodology, which I cover in the book. Mm-hmm. Love it. So walk us through kind of like what that program looks like and how people can get in contact with you. <clears throat> yeah, so the program is gonna be on the secure methodology. Uh, it'll be training uh, and there'll be several offers. Uh, there'll be like a do-it-yourself sort of offer where someone can take the course themselves, uh, a pre-recorded course. Uh, there'll be a do with you where it could be a, a live course or they take the pre-recorded course with some coaching sessions. And there'll be more of a, not really a do for you sort of offering, but it'll be more access to me privately working with people to help them and their team uh, get through the secure methodology. So the, the, the target audience is really technical leaders, but inevitably once a technical leader gets trained, they're going to want to help train their team. So they're all speaking the same um, language and improving together. Yeah. Love that. Absolutely love that. So make sure you go check that out. You can check out the book. And on all of the platforms, Amazon, for example. And then Christian, one final question for you here today. So, you know, we have covered a lot of different topics here and I, I hope people have gotten some real value from, you know, taking, taking the weaknesses, finding people to help you maximize your strengths. But what, what would you say is your final parting piece of guidance to our audience? I think it's important to look at, get some help basically but also we all have weaknesses and to find somebody that's good at the areas that you're not good at. So with me, I don't like structure. I've done like a disc assessment. I've done a lot of behavioral assessments. I don't like structure. I don't like systems. I don't like compliance. I don't like all that stuff. But in order for me to scale my business, I needed those things. I need the systems. I needed the structure. So if I can't do that, because I, you know, I, I try to do it, but I don't, I hate it. So it's not going to work. So I need to find somebody that loves that. And that's what I did. And that really helped me scale the business. So to look at, you know, your weakness and we all think we can overcome our weakness, but behaviorally motivational, you know, motivationally, uh, we often are incapable of doing that. So finding someone else to uh, shore that up is typically, uh, no, that's what, that's what I recommend. Yeah. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Lucky Titan Podcast. If you want to fill your favorite platform with dream customers, then come join myself and thousands of others of hosts at theluckytitan.com slash tribe. Here you can find guests for your show, get featured on other shows, and discover the secrets to building an audience of raving fans. So once again, go create your free account at theluckytitan.com slash tribe.